0: It's not the only jurisdiction looking to rein in apps like Airbnb. The latest push for regulations comes from Quebec in the form of Bill 25, which was passed recently. The legislation rose quickly, uh, largely in response to the deaths of seven people at a property hosted on airbnb in montreal in march there was a fire there which was later found to be which uh, dead to the death of those seven people Uh, and it it was found out later that the uh, the property itself is operating without a license now the new new rules will see short-term rental platforms like airbnb airbnb in quebec they'll be made responsible to verify that properties advertised on their platforms are properly licensed if a host is found to be Operating outside those regulations, Airbnb will face penalties, incentivizing the company to ensure its own listings are above board. Now, here in British Columbia, much of those regulations falls on municipalities. Uh, Under the City of Vancouver regulations, you will need a valid business license to operate a short-term rental, and it's illegal to operate a short-term rental that isn't your principal residence. So, simple, right? Well, according to city staff, there are 4,000, over 4,000 active listings for short-term rentals in Vancouver. Vancouver. So far in 2023, only 132 licenses have been suspended out of that 4,120 violation tickets were issued, with 54 units flagged for investigations and audits. Now the current fine is about $1,000 per well, is $1,000 per violation, which is the maximum allowed under the provincial law. Now Vancouver councillor Lenny Zhao was on this program last week, talking about why there are so many illegal short-term rentals. Take a listen. Well, lack of enforcement as well as really, it is the fact that uh, we need more hotel space in Vancouver. And Vancouver is very popular. That so many people coming here, and uh, they they couldn't find any hotel space. So short-term rental is their option. So there's a huge demand over there. So that's why I want to be very clear. We need to support short-term rental. In fact, we need to support more because, as we all know, Vancouver is very popular. But we we are only talking about illegal short-term rental here. The illegal short-term rental is not acceptable in the city of Vancouver. And it's not just specific to Vancouver. This is happening throughout British Columbia. You also read about it in major centres around the globe, from London to, to Barcelona to New York to Toronto. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, short-term rentals like Airbnb is Sonia Fristino, the BC Green Party leader. Sonia, thank you for joining us.
1: Happy to be here, Jess
0: So what would you like to see here in British Columbia? Uh, the B.C. government is, of course, uh, promising to introduce province-wide regulations uh, when it comes to short-term rentals this fall. What would you like to see in that legislation?
1: Yeah, we made a call on this uh, back at the beginning of May. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we want to see in that legislation is a provincial registry of short-term rentals that enables data sharing. Uh, between local governments and province and rental platforms. So right now, as you pointed out, municipalities are kind of on their own for uh, assessing how many short-term rentals are, which ones are licensed, which ones aren't. And it would really help if the province stepped in and uh, created that, uh, that registry and also um, authorize regional districts to issue business licenses. So right now, unless you're in a municipality, you can't issue business licenses. So there's a a kind of unregulated realm in anything outside of urban areas. And then support the compliance and enforcement. And I think the, the comments that were made earlier about this, how challenging it is for cities to do this compliance and enforcement on limited budgets, but also with limited uh, ability to fine a thousand dollar fine is probably seen as the cost of doing business for some people. And, uh, but in the bigger picture jazz, Mm -hmm. I think we have to really ask the question of when we're in a housing crisis and when we are uh, allowing for this kind of unfettered uh, profiteering off of the kind of housing that we need rental units in particular, Um, governments need to show that they take the housing crisis and the needs of the people who live here and who need housing here in British Columbia seriously. Mm -hmm.
0: I think you raise a very good point. Uh, I had heard a story not too long ago of of an individual who rented a two-bedroom apartment. This is probably about five or seven years ago. I think the rents were at that time about $3,000 a month, a lot higher now. But that individual then uh, rented it out on Airbnb and would make uh, uh, close to $4,500 a month. So that $1,500 was profit every month uh, out of a condo that he was renting. He lived somewhere else. Now imagine if that individual did five or seven condominiums at a time. That's a business now. Um, how do we stop something like that? Because you know, Vancouver is one challenge already in the middle of a housing crisis. But you do that on the Gulf Islands. You do that in many of these smaller communities. That's, that has a huge, huge impact right away.
1: Yeah, and there's a quite a an amazing piece in Ricochet that came out last week about exactly this—the the sort of Airbnb scam in Montreal and the way that that led to not only you know the fire and the really tragic deaths of people, but to the fact that long-term rental units, uh, say an apartment building with six or twelve units, was being uh, either one person would come in and say to the landlord, hey, you're renting those units for $1,500 a month each. I'll rent them all from you for $3,000 a month each. You have one tenant, I'll take care of the whole building. And then that person turns around, uh, uses them as short-term rentals. And the, the, the loss here is not just the people who've been evicted from those suites who had uh, affordable rent. But then you're seeing a driving up of property values and rent costs uh, that are reflecting these increase in rental costs uh, around the city. And what I think we need uh, as a starting place is for governments to really recognize that policies and laws shape outcomes and that unless governments uh, really determine that they're going to make Affordable rentals a priority, mm-hmm. then we're going to see uh, this inevitable profiteering that is happening from what should be housing units for people who live in British Columbia and have turned into uh, profit-making units for people that are willing to, um, you know, capitalize on the lack of regulation, legislation, and policy. But shouldn't shouldn't these
0: short-term rentals and just talking on on housing affordability not just Mm -hmm. outright just be banned and the reason I say this is that uh, the, the impact is so profound on a community uh, that, you know, in, in an area like Vancouver, it's very easy to rent something, let's say a one bedroom for $3,000, which is 2900 I think, is the average price now, median price. Uh, you could easily make a lot more money just airbnb Airbnbing the whole thing, uh, and you'd make a lot more money doing that. I mean, at some point, we have to ask ourselves, why do you wish to be involved in that business? Because, uh, you know, Airbnb is based in the US. We're not paying, they're paying very few taxes here. It all goes away somewhere else mm-hmm. that maybe we just don't need to be in this business. I know it's harsh and perhaps yeah. anti-development, some would argue, but I don't see an upside beyond, hey, we're short 1,000 hotel rooms in downtown Vancouver, which we are, uh, but is that the overarching issue in the middle of a housing crisis? Yeah, and
1: that's exactly the question I think that we need to ask, and uh, does the government put the priorities of the people who live here ahead of the priorities of really uh, not that many people who are... Uh, Generating these enormous profits from from short term rentals, and to companies, as you point out, that are not based here, that are taking those profits elsewhere.
0: What are you? What are and you I seeing? Think, sorry, what are you seeing in your community, Gulf Gulf Islands, mm-hmm. and, and what are you hearing? What are you seeing?
1: Yeah, for for certain everywhere in BC, including where I live in the Cowichan Valley on the Gulf Islands, uh, we see this absolute pressure. Uh, on people because there are so few rentals available. And uh, that pressure means that, the you know, the supply and demand equation means that those rental costs keep going up and up and people are finding it incredibly difficult to find a place to live that's affordable and that's stable. And this is the other thing is that motivation uh, that's there of if I evict these tenants uh, I can I can make you know two or three times amount of money per month than I'm making right now. That is a, a that is a pretty strong motivation for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we have to determine uh, the role that government plays. Th- this idea that the market is just going to take care of things. Government has a job to regulate uh, and to ensure that the people and the public interests are protected from these unmitigated kind of profit-seeking sources of the market. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Do you know if any jurisdiction just caps the amount of Airbnb or, or, sorry, short-term rentals that are allowed Mm -hmm. in their community? Is that that something potentially we may want to talk about and Mm -hmm. think about and and implement in legislation?
1: Yeah, I think that that would be an excellent place uh, to start and just to put a hard cap on how many of these units could uh, you know a, a community can sustain in a reasonable way and uh, those are licensed and anything that's not unlicensed is is really not allowed to exist and so we need that strength of legislation and regulation in order to have that kind of outcome where a community uh, collectively and a local government can determine mm-hmm. what what is the cap that we would allow here but in again jazz it, the housing crisis is so severe right now in British Columbia that we have to treat it like the emergency that it is. I mean, I've traveled around to communities all over and people are, you know hospitals can't find doctors and nurses to work there because there's nowhere for the doctors and nurses to live in those communities mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we we are in dire conditions
0: well i always remind myself when i drive down oak and i'm coming into work in the morning you see these seventy zero rental buildings three stories that when the federal government was in the rental business that's what we built and we incentivized yeah. uh, developers to do that but you know they got out of the business in the 1980s and with the deficit fight in the 90s with the federal liberals they were just out of the housing business and we've walked our way into this and we got to get out of it and Airbnb yeah. and a lot of other short-term rentals certainly aren't helping that's for sure. Sonia thank yeah. you so much look forward to having you on again in the fall uh, once this legislation is introduced we can uh, have a more fulsome conversation about it really appreciate your time today.
1: Thanks so much Jess take care.